Well, we're live. Yeah, yeah. Test, test. Sibilance. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back here with the paper slamming and. Oh, sorry. Someone gear, shut off my mic. So the, my my the gear jamming. My auditory senses are off. Your auditory senses. Auditory. What about your like auditorium? What about your visitory senses? You're gonna give me a finger? No. Okay. I thought that was. I will. The, that was. The, <laughs> Hey, I'm you giving, you I'm can give Rand the you, finger. you can give me several fingers I'm later, big guy. Two two fingers way up. They're both way up his ass. Aw, you, you, you gotta give them to me stone cold style, like drink two <laughs> beers, slam together, and then give me a hell yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good stone cold. I'll give you that. <laughs> you know what else is stone cold? Murder. Dun, dun, dun. Segway. Now, when you say murder, or is it more murder and suicide? Suicide. Murder suicide. Culty, 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 cult. So are we going to talk about 80s horror films? No, we, uh, we're going to do that at a later time. Oh, okay. Strict, strictly 80s so horror So are we films. going to talk about a, a crazy cult full of murder and suicide? Yeah. yeah. Uh, several, several of us kind of go in for that stuff. And we also noticed, looking back at our analytics, that people seem to be really excited around the Scientology episode. Well, that's because Tom Cruise is a Scientologist, and so is John Travolta, and again, John Travolta is Kakan. Well, I'll tell he you what. He can kill and get away with it. Tom Cruise didn't have half the charisma or body count of Mr. Luc Jure. Whoa. Whoa. A Frenchman? Yep, a Frenchman. Who came out of Canada? Uh, did Luc Jure? I, I thought he was actually just... Sweden. Swedish. French area. I, well, I thought that DeMambro Switzer- found him in... Switzerland. The Swiss. Uh, no, he was uh, born in the Belgian Congo. And what's his name? Uh, Luc Jure. Typical Luke... French Congonesian. <laughs> Luc Jure. Yeah. Are you sure you pronounce the R correctly? Uh, well, I've I've heard several people pronounce it, and uh, also I don't give a shit. Okay. Okay. They're the French. <laughs> what are they gonna do? They already gave up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Good times. So what are we talking about, Randy? You got to say what it is. We're not just going to wing so, it. Wingdings, my favorite font. <laughs> so since the uh, since the talk we had about Scientology went so well and some of us are interested in cults, we thought we would go over cults. Now, we had originally thought about everyone taking a cult, dissecting it in depth, and then going over it. And then we thought that might be a little disparate. We might all be off on our own tangents. So we figured let's just pick one cult that is really fucked up and we'll all go and do research on it like we all did. Do you know how we voted on it? Uh, I think we all stuck our dicks out, and whoever had the longest one got a pick, and this is the one I was already working on. Brent, you didn't pick. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Maybe they did. Just kidding. It's really sad when five and a half wins. Uh, I wanted to leave that awkward <laughs> silence in there. Yours might be thicker. Chode. <laughs> <laughs> so the name the order of the solar temple started by uh luke luke jore now are, are these guys associated with that guy that likes to sun his butthole to charge his chakra or whatever it is remember that guy no. a little while ago yeah oh, that's I, I that is a different cult. i just wanted to bring up the guy that would put the sun on his butt because he thought it recharged Those, him that was a whole group of people that felt like they could live off of just the sun 
I don't, delight. I don't think it worked. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Scientifically, them, you can live off just beer. Many of them got uh, really sick and uh, <laughs> emaciated from trying not to eat and drink water. That'll have little sun in the butthole. Doesn't yeah. doesn't do it. So it's Joseph DeMambro and Luke Jore. Now Joseph DeMambro was Joseph Joseph DeMambro was the kind of the brains. He was the linchpin that started off. But the thing is, is Joseph DeMambro. Uh, he looks like a predator. He looks like a sexual predator, and not the kind that uses like charm or his money. He he's looks, the van guy. Yeah. Well, no, he is he's like the creepy van. No, guy. he's the alleyway or the park late at night. Like he is, he would strictly be by force. He's not convincing anyone. Oh no, he's just gonna grab you and put you in his van. Yeah. He, what I'm saying is, he's an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> now, Luke Jure was actually charismatic, good-looking doctor, and so Joseph DeMambro kind of basically recruited him to be part of his new cult because he was basically going to be kind of like the uh, the pollen bringing in the bees. So we got to start at the beginning because there's a lot of theory that believes this specific cult can be linked back to the Knights, the Templar. Knights of the Templar. Yeah, so what it is is that... Uh, like. Joseph de Mambro basically like traced his lineage back to the Knights Templar. Well, I don't know if he ever actually traced his lineage. Well, no, 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 no. That was just, a claim he made. Yeah, he he claimed that he was a a Protestant, a prodigant, prodig, whatever that word is, prodig, prodigal. What Prodigal. The hell? Thank you, prodigal son of some Knights Templar, and and that his bloodline connected him to the Holy Grail. And that's why this cult was so special, and that's why he had to be the leader. Uh, he had actually been in several cults prior to starting his own cult. Right. He had this fascination with cults from a young person, child, whatever you want to call him. Well, cults sound pretty awesome, I'll be real honest. So, he was in one, uh, it's actually kind of a, uh, uh, what would you call it? Kind of Spin-off? A, a, no, it's a milk toast cult. It's called the Ancient Mystical Order of Rose Crucis, uh, or Amork. And it's basically, it's what, kind of like, say, Dianetics. Whereas you can follow Dianetics and learn about it, and you're not a Scientologist. It's kind of the entryway drug. I'm going to have to... Uh... So uh, it's time for another. Probably we, drink beer to get through <laughs> this. So Joseph de Mambro uh, became an... A member of the uh, or of Rosicrucis, uh, or he the Rosicrucian order, and he can we call him can we call him JD? Moving forward, oh Joseph de Mambro, can we call him Mamtits? Ooh, I like Mamtits. <laughs> Mamtits is a good one. Okay, so Mamtits joined the ancient mystical order of Rosicrucis. You like how I did that straight face? Uh, yeah, I mean he he looks. If there was a milk carton cover for the people that abduct the missing kids on the milk cartons, he would be that guy. <laughs> so Mam Tits uh, joined uh, the Rosicrucian Order, and he uh, was a member for quite a while and realized eventually that he's like, hey, this is a pretty good racket. Uh, if I'm going to do it, if I'm going to be part of this, why don't I be the leader and just do my own thing? And so he kind of took their kind of pyramid scheme-ish whatever stuff that they do. He took uh, their ideology. Yeah, but the thing is about the Rosicrucians is they're like I said, they're milk toast. So they're not what they're not okay, extremist. Explain Blizzard. milk toast. Mil- milk toast oh. is milk toast is really inoffensive food item. So it's like 
the FBI is probably not surveilling the Rosicrucians. Worried I gonna... would like to point out that milk toast really offends me. Okay, milk it's toast. Probably white toast and white milk. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, but I actually used to love uh, a little bit of buttered toast, and I would dip it in my bowl of milk after all my cereal was gone. And that or, gives you course, just, just of a, a you taste would. of the badassery that goes on in Rand's house. Right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> there he was, <laughs> sipping on his fucking Captain Crunch. Saturday morning, 1995. What's that? Ooh, Spider-Man's hunting Craven the Hunter. Awkward and ironic. Mm, Bitches. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so yeah, the Rosicrucians, they just kind of go, like I said, they kind of are like the entry-level Scientology stuff where it's about... Self help, balancing your checkbook. Oh, so they're they're marijuana. If it yeah. were a drug, they're marijuana. The gateway. They're marijuana to the order of the solar temples. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm huffing kidding. fumes, uh, since it goes with uh, something later in the story involving fumes. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake! Here we go with the goddamn conjecture. What do you mean conjecture? Just go ahead. Go ahead. Like gasoline fumes. Oh, oh! now you're just going to give the fucking story away? You ignoramus. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Spoiler alert. I was, you uh, ruined it. Spoiler alert. I was referencing that time we all spit roast Zach. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the Rosicrucian Order, like I said, is the gateway drug. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he, uh, Mamtitz started his own cult called the Golden Way. And the Golden Way is very similar to the Order of the wait, Solar wait, wait, Temple. wait, 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 wait. Is that like that game that's always in the bars that you play? You know, where you got to spin the ball and it's like golf. Spin your ball, get a yeah. cult. Yeah. That, you know, you get it in the hole and you win a cult. Uh, did, they, did they merge the two cults? You mean the Rosicrucian Order and... Yeah. No, because no, he left. He left the Rosicrucian Order. Did he pirate people from them? Yes. Uh, yeah, I've got to... I've actually got to look and see. i got to double check of... Because... Both of Fact them, check. well, both of them were part of, I believe, separate cults, and then came together on the same one. This seems to be pretty common. People that are in, you know, cults? cult A and cult B shows up, and you know, cult B's leader is a little more charismatic or a little prettier, so they like or offers you more money or more lady stuff, and they pilfer people from other cults. It well, seems it's very common. I think in this case, it's a lot like. Well, it's it's honestly a lot like H. H. Holmes and uh, his helper, uh, Pitzel. Pitzel, where it was someone who fosters your kind of insanity and kind of like on their own. Both of these guys probably would have never reached these heights of jackassery. Probably not, but together, stardom. Yeah, these these guys are the cult equivalent of Steven Tyler and Joe Perry musical soulmates. <laughs> They're like J.B. Weld. It takes this piece and this piece, and you got to mix them together mm-hmm. to make a nice, solid foundation for crazy shit. Kate, don't ever compare Steven Tyler and Joe Perry to a cult, because those guys are awesome. Uh, have you never heard 40-something women talk about Steven Tyler's tongue? Yeah. Okay, they might be a cult, but Steven Tyler is not. His daughter is beautiful. Just oh, throwing yeah. that out there. Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. If you're listening. I, I want her to whisper Elvish into my ear, and I don't give a fuck how geeky that makes me sound. <laughs> if you want him, come and claim him. Oh, fuck yeah. Claim me, girl. 
He always takes it just just a <laughs> hair too far. Just, oh, we to the edge, and then we just jump only, off. <laughs> hey, we're only twelve minutes in. It's not nearly far enough. <laughs> All right, so back to focus. So the Golden Way, not the Golden Tea. I was sadly mistaken. Sorry about that. Both fun, you know. Yeah, talk, uh, talk about yourselves for a minute because I'm going to do this because I, I actually didn't print off the thing about the golden way that I was going to for uh, my uh, quick notes. Do you want to maybe put your phone on silent, bud? Dropping the ball, Rand. That'd be great. Good grief, Randall. That's why we don't have nice things. Okay, since you guys did your research, how about you tell me about the golden way? Well, maybe I would have. Would but have if... But... If... No, 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 no. If is a question. This? No, if's not a question. If's a statement. No, you would have done it if... If what? It's an open-ended question. If you did your research, I can only do so much, bud. So he joined the Golden Way, or he didn't join the Golden Way. He created the Golden Way. He created the Golden Way, but the thing was is the Golden Way was focused more around Egyptian mythology. Right. And it eventually fell off. He wasn't really able to keep it going. And they were basing it off of uh, the, well, it was King Tut's father. I can't remember the pharaoh's name, but he had a part in it. Not that he had a part in it, but basically that was the reference of the godlike entity entity that they were following. You know, there was an Egyptian pharaoh, and then there was a another Egyptian god, and those were the foundation of that, the golden way. Yeah, so the guy was weird, right? He just started the golden way. It was kind of based on some other other cult that he'd created called La Pyramide or whatever. Best name for a cult ever. La Pyramide. I think it's just pyramid with an E at the end. It's time for another. Yeah, we're, we're, we're missing on every single one of those right now. It's really bugging me. Uh, <laughs> but it was based that he was like a, a direct descendant of like Moses and the pharaoh guy that I was talking about. Moses was the other one, but... King Todd's dead. Yeah, it's like... He basically just made that shit up. He... Uh, I think it was like Annika Tut or something. Annika. Like, like Annika, like a German supermodel yeah. type of yeah. like Egyptian pharaoh. Sounds nice. Yeah. So anyway... That's, that's like putting that shit on a resume, being like, yeah, I was at one point a pharaoh. <laughs> I was also... You're not going to believe this. I won the Civil War. Oh, and I was a I was a pharaoh pre-Roman intrusion. So, just saying, hipster pharaoh. <clears throat> so, stay woke, dog. He has the. Uh, I, I don't know why the cult changed, but it's you know, it was superseded by the Golden Way. So the Golden Way took over La Pyramide, and I think it was probably just because people were catching on to his bullshit. Well, the same way that I think uh, the Golden Way eventually turned into the Order of the Solar Temple is Mamtits, like we'll discover, is he's not a charismatic individual. He's like, you know, there's the used car salesman, and then there's the used car salesman. No, there's the guy that works out back at the used cars lot. Right. Washing <laughs> cars. That's this guy. Uh, yeah, so... Nobody and, wants to talk to him. Well, he sounds like he's almost the finance guy you talk to at the used car lot. You know, the other guy's the guy out front going, hey, man, what's going to take to get you into this, baby? The other guy's the guy who's really pulling the strings and making the deals and doing the shit in the back, you know, pretending to get you a 14% interest on a 1987 Toyota freaking Topaz or something. Excuse me, 1987 Honda. 
How dare you? <laughs> so you know the deal with that, right? It's kind of cultish behavior is that when your guy leaves the room, tells you, he's, yeah, I'm going to try and work out a deal with you. Let me go talk to my manager. They leave their phone on and they leave it on speaker in the next room so that them being him, his manager and whoever else can hear what you're talking about. Like, honey, do you really like the car? Like, yeah, honey, I really like the car. So are we going to get it? I'm like, oh, well, if they come back with this. And they go, well, he says he'll do this, but if we do a little bit more, he'll probably cave. And they actually, someone like captured this on YouTube that they left their their phone on going to the next room. I don't think that's all dealerships. No, I'm not saying that's but all dealerships, but it's... It is a, it is a tactic. It's a cult yeah. tactic of a dealership. Yeah, yeah. right? It's a, it's a sales tactic. And, and We don't have time for that. But let's, we have time. let's be honest. I think salesmen are kind of a cult in their own. Yeah, they are. Is it uh, time for another? Time for another. It's time for another. You gotta get it closer. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah, that was pretty decent. It's fine. The, it's there. As long as the time for another is properly placed, it's kind of like warning a chick that you're gonna spurt. It doesn't I mean, count if you do it two seconds after. Personally, I find I found Jared. Unless you have a wet warm washcloth handy. It's almost like it was just in time. Oh shit! Should have done it then. Can Damn I say it. I really want us to get our merch started? Even though, like, no one, not even us, wants it. I just want. Oh, I want our merch. Well, I want a shirt that has a wet, warm washcloth with, like, thick drips coming off of it that clearly aren't water. Why? <laughs> where do you. Where does the shit come up at, in your brain? I think your frontal lobe has been, just been fucking infected by a war, warm, wet washcloth. Okay, it's not warm, wet washcloth. It's wet, warm washcloth. Why can you not get this right? Come on. It matters. It means something. www.matters.com Oh, should I just start the www cult and, like, never tell anyone what it stands for? www.www.cult.com I don't want to visit that site. I'm sure it has pictures of a bunch of people in bad sneakers dead or something. All right. So let's get back on topic here. So wait, sorry. Just one second. I have, to, I have to just for one second. I, are, are we the podcast that stays on topic? I wasn't sh- I'm just checking. Okay. never mind. Anyways. So well, uh, we try to, <laughs> we'll be off topic here in three minutes. Well, I, I thought that was my job to keep us off topic. No, this episode, you're the job is to keep us on topic. Okay. Next episode, it'll be Jared. Okay, what were we talking about? <laughs> Mid-80s. The mid-80s? The golden way. Not to be confused with golden tea, again. Okay, let me just look at my notes real quick. Mid-80s. Oh, my God. The hair is feathered. Okay, the cars so he are fi- shitty. He, he recruits or finds... He, so he brings Luke... Mind. Luke Jore, he brings him in, like you, like you said, he... Uh, Who was a member of another cult. Yeah, and like you were saying, he brought him in as like a guest lecturer. Right. And it was kind of like, uh, it was kind of like the, I think it, in my mind, I pictured it as the Dreamweaver sequence in Wayne's world, where like Wayne is watching Tia Carrera on stage and Dreamweaver starts playing mm-hmm. over her. And I think that's what Mamtits was seeing in his head when Jore was talking, is that he saw a guy who he's like, wow... I spout nonsense, and I get the stupid people to go along with it. If this guy, who's so charismatic, good-looking, and actually is a pretty intelligent fellow, if I can get him to say my words coming out of his mouth, I can actually probably, you know, make some real traction on this. 
So he basically recruited Joray and was like, hey, how about we kind of pool our resources together and we do our own thing? And obviously he wouldn't bring him in on the golden way because that would kind of be an affront to Joray. So he's like, we'll just start our own thing. So that's where the Order of the Solar Temple comes from. The thing being is that the whole Egyptian mystique stuff had kind of worn thin. Also because neither of these guys are Egyptian and neither of them are Egyptologists or like scholars all that much. So they're kind of fly- he was kind of flying by the seat of his pants on the Egypt stuff. So Right, so they gotta find something else religious esque or, or deep in to, to compare it to. Yeah. And so because of the fact that, you know, they're both like, you know, white males in Europe, they tend to know more about Christianity and it's easier to convince people uh it's easier to convince people that you know something about something that a lot of white people are involved in than something that a lot of Egyptian people are involved in. At least, at least that's my take from it. Well, I think part of it too was uh Jore was part of a cult called the Renewed Order of the Temple, mm-hmm. which had the heritage back to, I think, the Knights of the Templar, blah, blah, blah. So I think that's where it kind of makes the connection. Mm-hmm. You've got this guy who knows how to really make a cult because he's already done it. And you have a guy that has these ID, this these ideals off of another cult. And they get together and the guy's like, man, I got to tell you, like, you're super good at making cults, but I mean the whole like Egyptian god thing. It's, yeah, it's not really working. What if, you know, because we're white, like we compare ourselves to the Knights of the Templar and say we're like descendants that touch the Holy Grail, the Holy Grail. I also and Indiana Jones had to come in and like fucking whoop ass with say. that whip. <laughs> well, that, that's what I was gonna say. Is what if the Golden Way stopped because Walk Like an Egyptian came out? And suddenly everyone in the cult was like, holy shit, we're, we're fucking ridiculous right now, but we are fucking ridiculous. I mean, no one's going to mind being compared to fucking Harrison Ford. It's true. Back then, at least. It's true. I still like Harrison Ford. Yeah, he's he's kind of Spicoli now. I don't even know what that means. It's, he, he, it's right like now, a, it's right like now, a made-up word. No, I mean, like, right now, Harrison Ford is probably burning a sick spliff and, like, listening to Bob Marley. I dig it. Teach it's their own. It's all right. I don't. I don't he's deal in the it. reefer. He's earned it. Well, I don't think not any, a cop. I don't think any of us deal in the reefer. I, I mean, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't smoke the reefer, and I don't associate with those that do. You're right. You don't. We would never allow that in the studio. Exactly. Sinners. Or outside the studio. Knock that off. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Get up. Stand up. Stand up for your rights. Segway. Whoa, man, are you riding a Segway? Is that a Segway? Does that thing drive itself? Like, do you have to balance yourself? And it runs on water, man. That's a Segway. (laughs) Have you ever just thought of the word Segway? Wow. No, no, ladies. No more vagina for me. (laughs) I've got this Segway to ride. (laughs) With my sweet fanny pack. And I just love my fanny pack. And much like a vagina, you have to lean into the Segway to really get it working. All right. So these two start... The Order of the Solar Temple. (laughs) Right. Uh, And they're off to a great start when they uh, find the lost city of Atlantis. No. No, they did not find the lost city of Atlantis. But they end up in Switzerland. 
Uh, yes, Switzerland is where they start. They eventually find their way. Uh, different different sects different sects find their way. Uh, we have one in Spain, one in Switzerland. Uh, was it Spain? I thought it was in like South America. Uh, I could be wrong. There one in Canada. There was one in Quebec, Canada. Yeah. Quebec. One in Switzerland in Geneva, Switzerland. Uh, and another one in I thought it was South America, but well, Spain is in there. South America. Okay. Well, no. No, no, I just don't remember. I thought it was like Venezuela or something, but I, I might be thinking of a different cult. No, it's the what? Well, maybe that's a different cult, yeah, because this says the Canary Islands. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So it says it was also based in Spain, where it seems like this is almost an offshoot, because you find out later that for a time Joray was kind of not like uh, what's the term when like a someone is kicked out of the church, excommunicated. Ex- yeah, he wasn't excommunicated, but he was kind of excluded because he was going a little cray cray, like before everyone went cray cray. Uh, so the Order of the Solar Temple was also based in Spain, especially in the Canary Islands. In 1984, the founder of the OTS, or one of the founders, mm-hmm. Luc Jure. So this is around the same time as the other ones. He lectured on the island of, and pronunciation might be messed up, but Tenerife. And the leader of the order's branch in Spain lived on the south of the island. So yeah, so the the Spanish sect, there's not uh, much controversy that I can tell from them. Uh, it's mostly the uh, the French, uh, Swiss, and Canadian ones is where the uh, the whole hubbubaloo came about. How about Blue? You good? Yo, I'm good. You need me getting my man pack for you? No, I'm good. Pretty sure I have some cough drops. No, I'm good. Eye drops? Have you mentioned the man pack on here? My man pack? He is not. The man bag? His merce. If anyone's... (laughs) I knew someone was going to say some bullshit. If anyone's going to tell her what it is, it's going to be Brent. Because he knows the power. He has saved me with his man pack before. That's right. <laughs> I should have said phrase that way wrong. I like seriously. I was I was the Alfred Pennyworth to your fucking Bruce Wayne that night. I mean, hey man, when you when you go to a show and you get a little too drunk and then you end up at a strip club, who's who's gonna yeah. save the day when you're puking in a parking lot? That'll happen. This guy called the Rand Pack. The Rand the Rand Pack. That the Rand, the Rand Pack came to the rescue, gave me some breath mints, cleaned there's off always, my shoes. There's always time for a Rand Pack. It's true. Oh man. I was I I can't I was gonna say something about Rand packing fudge, but it's like eh. that's don't go there. It's, it's weak. If you had fudge in there, I'd just I'd die laughing. I think honestly, what? Oh, in my man pack? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> fudge packer. I actually I actually at one point I was carrying those little uh, toffee Andes candies because I would take one as like my pre workout before the gym because it was just a little bout of sugar. Nice. That's what comes in the man pack, or the rain pack, shall we? I certainly don't come in the man pack. That'd be awkward. (laughs) (laughs) We can brand that and put it on backpacks. Ooh. Rand packs. Yeah. Rand packs. Rand packs. It comes with everything you need. Cough drops, some mouthwash. As as long as it's not a picture of my face, because that will be Baby wipes. Pepto-Bismol. Baby wipes. I know he's got hand hand sanitizer. sanitizer. Nausea Not going to be needing this koozie much longer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's get back to the Order of the Solar Temple, or the OTS. Right, right, right. So as I was OST. saying... Yeah, there you go. So I was saying there was the Spanish sect. Uh, so in 1984, they pop off. Uh, 
and I'm just gonna I'm gonna kind of cheat here. Go ahead. Uh, because that's what I always do on test. So I'm gonna kind of give you guys a breakdown of the. Uh... Yeah. One sec. One sec. He's just uh, he's reading his notes. This is a yeah. weird, wild bunch of wackadoos that did not. Right. Well, we're getting Let close. So, what they were really doing? They go through the '80s. Everything's going pretty good, right? They're building their clientele. I what guess you call it. The '80s were a badass time. Well, I think they probably allowed cocaine, so you got that going for them. <clears throat> but that being said, you get towards the later end of the '80s, and uh, you get towards the end of the '80s, and things start changing, dun, right? Dun, dun. They're trying to figure out other ways to fund their cult. And like most cults, they lean into either A, drugs, or B, illegal weapons. Right? Right. This is sounding like an episode of Narcos on Netflix. Netflix, if you're listening. Yeah, seriously, if you're listening, we are in for a TV show called The Guys. Probably already been done. It would be full, so full of flashbacks of us just making random jokes that no one gets, and then we do a whole episode about that joke. <laughs> All right. Sidebar. Nailed it. But late '80s, early '90s, the Luke Jore decides, "Hey, I'm gonna go buy some guns illegally. Then we're gonna sell them. That's gonna fund us." It didn't work out so well for him. He got caught. Got arrested. He's probably just standing around going, do you want to buy some guns? Well, I think he, I don't even guns? think he, got, he didn't even get to that <laughs> point. He, they, he didn't even buy them. So. He's asking how to buy them. Yeah, he was an idiot. Hey, yeah, Mr. And, hey, Mr. Undercover, you know, in, <laughs> in still uniform officer, how do I buy guns illegally? So, Demam de Tits, he basically, because uh, the thing about the, the Golden Way is all the people the really like from what i can tell pretty much what changed is they kind of just added like the the knights templar they kind of just added as like a tier for these people they were kind of like oh yeah we've been telling you about the egyptians but turns out knights templar you know new new uh new flavor same great name <laughs> dianetics too yeah Scientology. Uh, so it was in 82 that mambro fathered a child who he, whom he named Emmanuel and uh, she was supposed to be this, like, cosmic being to lead everyone in the New Age. She was going to be, like, the new Jesus, right? And so a after this, uh, Mamtits actually became the uh, – he became the, the breeder for the group, meaning that no one could uh, sire a child unless he was okay with it. He was the breed master. Oh, poor guy. So he was basically, like, he, you know, he woke up every morning, got his cup of coffee – Went outside, picked a piece of straw, put it between his teeth, and he walked out and looked out all over the property and looked and was like, "That's a good one." You'll do. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna put him with that it's one out there. Walked out to a stable of whores and was like, "All right, here we go." And uh, pretty much. Well, because the thing is, is because they convinced everyone that they were. Uh, he convinced everyone that they were uh, reincarnations of other people. Like, they, they convinced people that uh, Jore was, uh, like, several reincarnations all at once. He was, like, a, a famous saint, uh, I believe, like, a pharaoh, and uh, 
I don't remember. It was like several, like everyone, basically everyone got their own, like, Hey, it turns out like you're Marilyn Monroe. Good for you. But Jaurès got to be like several people at once. Uh, and the reason that they did this breed master thing is it was most, it was control really. But the reasoning that he gave, and he was like, you wouldn't want James Dean to get down with Cleopatra. Hold on. Hold on. Drama. I got to sidebar this real quick. What? We've all seen Beastmaster the movie, right? Yeah. What if there was a movie called Breedmaster? Uh, there Ugh. probably is. As long as it doesn't involve a tall blonde guy and a bunch of like animals out of the jungle. Probably is. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to task one of you three to investigate and bring back information. I, I bet you that I can probably find a porn named Breedmaster. And there's guaranteed to be a porn called Breedmaster. And... If there's not... And anybody's interested, we're gonna make it. <laughs> we have an actor already selected for the male portion, not myself. Jonah Hill, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed uh, it. Just saying. Anyway, go on. So uh the the reasoning being is that you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to basically uh Breedmaster. Breedmaster. You wouldn't want uh like disparate personalities. Of certain reincarnations. I mean, granted, this is all bullshit, but that was their reasoning to people. It was like, I get that this is your wife of 10 years, and you probably really like having sex with her, but you can't nut inside of her because we don't want you to make the next Hitler. Uh, which is kind of fucked up. I always say that. Uh, and also <laughs> because they were looking at basically all of these kids were going to assist Emmanuel in being the new, like, the new Jesus. So well, okay. Let's go. Let's go back in time here for just a minute. Mm-hmm. So, during the seventies, okay, mm-hmm. Demambro, he develop, he starts uh, developing an ideology. This is before the Golden Way and before La Pyramid, right? Starts out, and I, I completely forgot this one, but he started saying that he was the uh, represent the representative of the Great White Brotherhood. Yeah, right? I thought you did reference that before. Not not live. Oh, okay. But uh, so the group, the Great White Brotherhood, a group who believed in the the greater being, so to speak. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily a race thing. They just believed in the greater being, and they had select traits that they chose were the greater being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Sound familiar? Yeah. It's uh, so from what I can from what I can tell, it seems like it was a. Uh, like a group of evolved beings, almost kind of like uh, mm, trying to think of a group of evolved beings that you would compare them to. Oh, the Asgardians from Stargate SG One. Moving on. No, on. no, we're not gonna we're not gonna <laughs> go off on that down. tangent. Proceed. <laughs> Shut me down. Okay then. Well, uh, yeah. So it was a group of evolved beings, which probably led into the thirty-three in, uh, ascended beings or ascended entities. Right, and I think there's a whole list of them. Yeah. So we Snope, sne- <coughs> sneezy and dopey, and we skip forward to the like I said, the nineties. Right. We've gone through all the junky junk and. Does it Demandros. say how many kids he had? Uh, Mamtits? Yeah. I don't think he had very many. Well, Mamtits and... I know he had the one. Yeah, Mamtits and Jorae. Uh, well, because one, uh, one of his kids ended up being part of why it got all got brought down. Because... Uh, it wasn't his kid. 
Was it his or Jure's was no. the one that sold him out? It was, oh, it was his daughter, Emmanuel. Was it Emmanuel? Mm-hmm. I thought it was like his older son who felt put off because of the fact that Emmanuel was being treated so well. No, so Emmanuel was sent out to share the beliefs of the Order of the Solar Temple, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. And started in, you know, towards, like I said, when, when Jure starts getting uh, pop for illegal guns and, you know, Demambro's health's failing him. He's got a kidney problem and cancer, etc. Dude can't even poop in a bag. <clears throat> she starts kind of falling off the bandwagon for the Solar Temple. Yeah, unmanageable. Yeah. You know, so she starts going the other way and saying, hey, this is some fucking shit. Right? Yeah, I, well, I, from what I... Because that part, I hadn't seen it in any of the documentation. I just heard it in... Uh, it was one of the videos or podcasts, and it was from someone from, I think, Switzerland. So maybe it was just a mix-up of the accent. But I could have sworn the person that basically came out and was like, hey, just so you know, he's full of shit. I, I could have sworn it was another one of his kids, and I thought they said that the reason that the kid was off-put is because they had been displaced by their younger sister, Emmanuel. But maybe you're right, because I'm also seeing here that it's showing that uh, his cosmic child, Emmanuel, was revolting against her treatment had become unmanageable. Right. So maybe it was just her, and I just um, misheard the the person speaking. Right. So, and it was her, I guess, and then also his uh, special effects person. Because what happened is, so the way that they structured it is once they got all these rich people involved, they had, like, two separate classes. You would have the the normies like us, the people that could like, oh, they can pay dues, whatever. They can kind of be like the bread and butter, but they're not on that upper echelon. They're not going to like, they're not going to be the people whose dicks we suck. Uh, and those people would basically be showing up at the same time as the people that got to have these like super secret rituals, doing all this cool stuff. Uh, and what they would do is they would go into the chamber, they would chant, burn incense, whatever. I mean, I saw videos of their stuff with their faces blurred and it, it honestly it kind of looks like that part in uh temple of doom where like short round is there and like indy is under like the guy's control he's like indy i love you and he runs at him with the red hot poker and then and then and then indy slaps the small asian child golly ma yeah uh so it's like that where it's like they're like imagine that but in the setting of like a seventies porno because it's, it has like, like red velvet carpet looking floors and like mirrors, like way of the dragon. (laughs) But they would have uh, like smokes and smoke and mirrors kind of thing where it would be a pop up like, Oh, here's the Holy grail. Right. Oh yeah. All the props. Yeah. The four props of the four sacred objects. The Holy grail. Uh Oh, guess who's got Excalibur. Well, right. And then someone came across the objects and was like, Oh, look, it says made in Mexico on this. (laughs) Not good. Well, then you have the, uh, the special effects guy who's doing all this stuff. He was like legitimately a special effects guy for movies. And he came out and was like, yeah, it's all bullshit. Uh, and this was at the same time that uh, Mamtit's and Jore's health were failing. So, and at this time they had gone down from they at one point they were pulling in uh, five hundred thousand francs a year from dues from people. 
Uh, I don't know what the disparity is between francs and the U.S. dollar at that time, but I do know that it went from 500,000 francs to like 89,000 francs they were pulling in. And these guys were living opulent lifestyles with like several houses and not all on the same continent, I don't think. So it was at this point that they kind of started uh, putting into uh, putting into operation the transit, which was something they had been talking about for years as they had kind of gone down the rabbit hole. Because the thing is, is like, no matter how your cult starts, if you get enough people smoking enough of the shit you're selling them, you're going to have to amp it up. It's going to have to get deeper and deeper and weirder and weirder. Not just because of the fact that, like, you know, you can, like, be like, oh, yeah, we'll, like, stream them along for a little bit and we'll tell them that they're space aliens. And then you get to that point and they, like, they're space aliens. They're like, and what are they going to do? Like, oh, shit, the, the space aliens got to do something, man. Uh, so the transit was the, basically, it's kind of like, you know, the Heaven's Gate, Hale Bop, uh, all that kind of shit where it's like, yeah, so at a certain point, we're just going to have to kind of shed our physical bodies and, like, you know, kind of book it. But that's, uh, don't, don't worry about it. They were, at that point, they were just kind of, it was just kind of a selling point for them because it was reincarnation again. It was like, oh, you guys are reincarnations of people that have already been around, so we're just going to reincarnate again. Uh, but it was when both of their uh, health had started to fail was when the transit started to turn into a, oh, well, it looks like we're both going to die. we not getting the kind of revenue we were before. Let's take everyone with us. Fun. Are you, yeah, are you looking up the disparity on the francs? Yeah, so it's uh, one franc is a dollar twenty three American in today's yeah. time. So you this think was about... also the nineties, dude. Yeah. Like nineties and eighties, pretty much the same. It hasn't really changed. Well, I would say probably right now with all the stuff going on, I would probably say the U.S. dollar was a little bit stronger back then than it would show right now. But we can at least say that if it's 500,000 francs, it's, it's about, more than that in U.S. dollars. It's about – so in U.S. dollars, it's about 569,000. Yeah. So, so not a huge amount, but it's still a higher yeah. amount. And that's and that's just on the dues, uh, which there's other – I think he's intimating that you should uh, mouthfuck that microphone. I guess. I don't know. Much better. Look at that. Much better. The smooth, sultry sounds of Mr. Brentus Baracus. Just over here breathing heavy in the mic. Okay, I, I think of Brockingham. I think you and I might legitimately get picked up for a morning radio show. Come on, man. Bring it in. Bring it in. Wacky weather guy right here. Our weather guy can't see. <laughs> I don't need to see. That's fucked. It's all about feeling. Just goes outside. It's cold. It's wet. How's the weather out there, Zachary? Cold and wet. Nailed it. Nailed it. It was cold and wet. So, uh, yeah. So both of their both of these guys had started to get sick, and it was at this time that they uh, started to put this plan into action uh, involving. Uh, the transit, which was basically going to kind of uh, kill everyone or everyone that they could because by this point they had lost a lot of members. Well, they and didn't specify it as you're going to die, right? Well, no. They specify, <clears throat> speci- specify it as like the, the transcendent or whatever, the transcendence. 
Mm-hmm. So they gave him what was believed to be tranquilizers. Mm-hmm. So they go into this tranquil state, probably passed out. And the next thing you know, pap, pap. With pap. his gat. Well, that was at, I think, believe that was one of the separate, uh, the Canadian one is where the gun was involved. No, there were, there was, most of them were the same deal. Was it the, the one in Switzerland? Was that the one? Was, did that also involve mm-hmm. guns? All I thought three that, of them did. I thought that was strictly uh, just like uh, like inhalation and... Oh. But yeah, so they, they pop these people off and put their dead bodies into patterns. Yeah, like one was the shape of a cross. Mm-hmm. One was a circle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let me see here. So it was October 3rd through the 5th, 1994... When uh, DeMambro and uh, some 50 members died in three separate acts in Quebec and Switzerland. Uh, and then that was also when, uh, and I want to get this right, because this was, when I first picked this one, I just picked it because I kind of, I, we, when we were all going to do our own separate one, I looked at a list and I pulled up a list and I was like, the 10 most obscure cults. Uh, which doesn't mean much nowadays because there's so many people covering this stuff that people are going to talk about it. But I found this one, and it was like Order of the Solar Temples, or Order of the Solar Temple. That sounds like it's going to be a bag of kittens. Uh, yeah, not so much because you eventually get to the point where uh, Demambro decided to take out his revenge on a former member. Who? Let me see here. They had a child. Yes. Without his permission. Well, because they had left the order, and after his daughter Emmanuel was born. Well, they left the order after they had the child. Are you sure about yeah. that? Yes. Because no one was able to name their child Emmanuel, which maybe they named maybe they named her after they left. They did. But okay, so they, they probably had... I think they left during the pregnancy. Oh, okay. Uh, because Demambro actually stated that no one could name their child Emmanuel after right. this. The cosmic being. Yeah. So uh, I want to find the guy's name. I think it was it was either Benoit or Jean. Balls. Yeah, I don't know. Chris Benoit. We all know I what was, happened there. I was not going to go there because <laughs> I felt that would be really, really bad. Uh, but one second, let me see here. Uh, okay, here we go. It's, uh, again, I might butcher the pronunciation, but it's, uh, Tony, uh, Tony Dutois. I think it's Dutois. Tony. Tony. Tony Dutois. We'll, we'll say it's Tony. Uh, uh his infant son, Emmanuel Dutois. Uh, so they basically, he had basically fucked over Jore when he was leaving, uh, and fucked over Demambro, and then, uh, which I keep saying it was Demambro's kid was the cosmic child. It was? Yeah. I keep forgetting because I keep thinking that, like, each of them had cosmic kids. It's no, just so, just, there's just the there's one. so many different, like, subsections and people and this and that. That's why it's so confusing. Yeah. It drove me freaking insane. Well, it's like, and, like, the first thing that I found that talked about the structure of the cult, it literally, without a break, it just listed the structure of all the cults they were in. And I was like... Okay, I get that people are crazy and they join cults, but why not? Cults are cool, man. Cults are fun. Everybody loves some groupthink, right? Groupthink. Yeah, I like group sesh. What group sessions? Oh yeah. 
Like, I can see Brent being the guy that gets pulled in the cult to be, like, the sound engineer for the cool get-togethers. And then it gets to that first sacrifice, and he's kind of like, while everyone else is, like, dipping their fingers in the blood to rub it on their foreheads, he's kind of like... Yeah, I mean, I mean exactly like that that Homer Simpson thing. Just fading back into the bushes, man. I'm out of here. Get me gone. <laughs> so uh, what they did is they invited Tony, his wife... Uh, to bring their child to, uh, I believe it was, uh, so they, they killed him in their home. Well, it says they were killed at the group center in Morin Heights because they invited them oh, to the that's chateau. Right, that's, right, that's right. And when they got to the chateau, both of them were immediately set upon the mother and it, they were both killed by the cosmic child's mother, Demambro's girl like one of his young groupies because both of these guys eventually said like, Oh, the kind of the spiritual energy of the group is waning. But if we start banning all the young chicks in the group, which three quarters of the group was young chicks, as long as we bang you guys, it'll kind of recharge the batteries. That adds up. Yeah. I mean, it does make cult sound a little bit cooler, but science, right? <laughs> uh, so she was actually the one that like was there and like stabbed him. The, let's see the, uh, I forget how many it was, but it was like uh, Dutois was stabbed like 50 times in the back. Was he okay? <laughs> <laughs> but did he die? Oh, wait, yeah, he did oh, he die. Did? Shit. <laughs> Why did we bring them up? J- Jared, I'm not, I don't say this much, but I literally, I legitimately don't have a response to that, so I'm just going to continue talking. I silenced Rand. Yep, you did it. Huzzah! <laughs> uh, and then uh, the mother was uh, stabbed brutally three times in the throat. Jared, anything to add? No, oh, that, that'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, and then there, and this is the part that made me pause when going over this cult, because... If there's one thing, I, I, I'm i of the mind that pretty much nothing is off limits for discussion or humor. Okay. Uh, but there is a thing that gives me pause, and that's when people fuck with kids. And they, part of all of this was that they were like, hey, so they named their kid Emmanuel. Well, guess what? Turns out their kid is the Antichrist. That's right. And we need to get rid of it. You called it. That was, so, just, that was a big flex. I mean, that's all that was. Yeah. It was just a... yeah. But he, he got the he got the most devoted members to believe that this baby was the Antichrist. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, while all of this was happening, the murder of these people, that's why they were having like their famous like big get together banquet well, last was, supper. Yeah, it was their last supper. So it was done. This murder was taking place October third, mm-hmm. the night before the big showdown. Yeah, which I mean, it, it was Red Dead Redemption. They did have another meal together, which was lunch, which is not as cool of a last supper. So wait, so they had so. the last, they had the last dinner, and then they had or last supper, mm-hmm. and then they also had the last lunch. I like they, to think they just had like some real shitty bologna sandwiches. <laughs> and, <laughs> jail we actually sandwich. got we, like do knock overs. Off, let's have a lunch. Let's do a knock lunch. off Cheetos. Not even real stuff. Just oh, a shitty like. Yeah, well, what if there was that label right Cheetos? Cheetos with the S H. <laughs> well, these people these people did live opulent lifestyles. A lot of them. So what if there was one person who just wasn't satisfied? He was like, "Listen, I'm totally willing to die and go up and meet like space Jesus, thirty three entities, whatever." But that ca- that caviar that you fed us last night was really subpar. It's absolute garbage. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that, that's that was their whole plan. They were supposed to go up onto like a 
what Sirius, a star or some shit, is where they're supposed to go. Like, once the whole everything was said and done, that was the game plan, was we're going to the star Sirius. Yeah, I believe you are. I'm correct. being serious. Yeah. Oh. oh, he's being serious. Uh, so serious XM, and what? the way that if they listening? the way that they killed the child, we'll just breeze over it. Was that they stabbed the child six times with a wooden stake? Uh, it, it was totally brutal. Yes, it it's was super, actually it's, brutal. It's super brutal. No, the child did not turn to dust. Buffy the Vampire Slayer was not there. Let's get all those jokes out of the way. Okay. Uh, I was just bowing my head in reverence for the loss of a child. I don't know what's wrong with you, Randy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna use one of these these printouts and I'm gonna give you a paper cut on your urethra. Ew. His urethra is already fucked, but yeah, it's a mess in there. <laughs> Did you guys know that your saliva is actually an antibacterial agent and breakdown assistant for your own blood? Because your saliva contains a lot of the same enzymes and stuff that's in your blood so if you ever actually get blood on the carpet you just spit on it a bunch and it'll help break it down might be a useful thing for you to know although it's hard to get spit out of a corpse <laughs> anywho interesting facts by ran <laughs> right uh so new podcast ran facts Ooh. it's called ranformation <laughs> <laughs> right so they Coming had soon. they had the mass suicides and murders at uh, again I'm gonna probably butcher this but it was Sherry and Salvan the two villages in Switzerland and then at Morin Heights uh, the 15 inner circle members uh, committed suicide okay so you're right it's 30 were killed by bullets or smothering and eight others were killed by other means which would probably be like poisoning suffocation right. uh, and then. It looked like you were doing a marionette puppet, but I'm not sure. No, no, you're good. Okay, so... Uh, what did they do with all the traitors? So the people that they consider to be traitors. What was the, the move that they did? So like what they did with the baby after they stabbed him, wrapped him in um, plastic garbage bags. Oh, yeah. Because it's basically anybody who they consider to be a traitor. Yeah, they list they they labeled the baby a traitor. Yes, exactly. A three-month-old child that they had just murdered well, brutally. Well, they also said, you know, because it was the Antichrist. Well, yeah. yeah. But it's like they, like, I, in my in my research, I didn't see them make that distinction, like, about the parents so much. It was like they really focused on the fact that the baby was evil. Because obviously, I mean... There's crazy, and then there's murder a baby crazy. There's also stab someone in the back 50 times crazy. That's pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> Which I can understand legitimately. And three uh, times in the throat. In, in a use of force scenario, you know, if, if someone were to ask me if I killed a guy and I stabbed him 50 times, for me, if the judge was to say, why did you stab this guy 50 times? Because he was still breathing after the 49th time. <laughs> Valid point, I guess. Just saying. I'm gonna stab him with a fucking toothpick. Gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Ouch. Uh, and then it's, Ouch. so the and the plastic the plastic bags tied over some of the people's heads. Uh, it might have been a symbol because of they were going on and it was gonna be an ecological disaster that would bring around the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the members had moved on to Sirius, and then it's. Uh, 
they would have voluntarily worn them without being placed under duress. Holy shit. So it looks like maybe the um, I did I didn't see this in my research previously, but you uh have you guys ever seen what's that movie where the one guy puts the plastic bag over his head and then like pretends to choke himself for erotic pleasure? Beautiful mind. Oh, is that it? No. Oh, fuck you. Isn't uh, that the one with the kid with the bag? Bags are beautiful. It's not Love Eliza. He's using uh he's using hobby David Carradine. Hobby fuel. Yeah. But no, there's a movie where like a guy legitimately like puts a bag over his head. Oh, it's a uh, American Psycho. No, it's one with Joaquin Phoenix, I think. Was it River Phoenix? Maybe. No, he he was he died when he was like twenty and twenty well, yeah. twenty year old guys don't really go for the plastic bag over the head for gratification. There's a lot of freaky thing. people out there, bro. Yeah, but it's like those guys. You know, they like to be whipped. I just kind of want to see where this goes. Uh, it was You Were Never There or something where he plays like a vet who beats people, but he also likes to like uh, put a bag over his head to like cut off his airflow. It was a really good flick. All right, uh, cool, man. Awkward. Uh, so let's see here. I just, because it said that they they thought that maybe that was part of rituals they did without having to. So, yeah. So many of them, looks like they were drugged before they were shot. Uh and then some of the members, their kids went with them, like younger than the teens that eventually escaped. Uh, some of the believers left farewell leathers. Leathers. They left Letters. their leathers because they didn't need to do any of that kinky S&M shit anymore. Here are my chaps and my gimp mask. <laughs> and here's the thing. is like We've been talking about the fact that a lot of these people were like kind of well-to-do. So we had a, a mare... Yeah, mare. I thought I was saying a female horse for a second. Uh, a mare. Yeah. A mare. <laughs> a slayer. And a watchtaker. Mayor. Uh, a mayor, a journalist, a civil servant, and a sales manager were found among the dead in Switzerland. Uh, and then the, the Quebec police uh, found that some of the members had actually donated uh, over a million to Demambro, which is probably separate from the dues we talked about previously. So that would have been another source of income. Is like they pay their dues be members, and then they gave like special gifts and stuff to the member. Right, that's totally. where they bought their robes to get higher. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, if I was gonna start a cult, man, the higher you get, the less clothes you wear, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ah, so is Playboy a cult? Absolutely. Oh, that that actually makes sense because I see a lot of guys talk about, oh man, that that Playboy, mm, and I see one of the chicks, and I'm just like. All right. No, I'm like that. Looks like a blob doll. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and some of the even the college girls they get. I would like that blob doll. You know, nothing special <laughs> <Yeah>. to me. <laughs> I would, I would pick the corn out of their shit. Uh, let's see. Here. <laughs> oh boy! I, I stole that from old Chris with, Hagler's mm, mom. With your teeth, by chance, Randall? <laughs> with, ooh, sick! No, let's let's so. Back to the point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we get there at some point. Right. So. Uh, so you have these su- – they they claimed – you know, they, they tried to claim him as suicide. After the fact, the investigators come to find out most of them were shot. You know what I mean? They weren't – they didn't do it themselves. They took tranquilizers thinking they were going to descend this new world, the star of Sirius. And all of a sudden this guy comes around and just all pop, 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 and then lays them all in a circle. Yeah. Which – and I saw another thing that said that they thought that the people might have done it willingly and that they placed themselves in such a position so that when they shot themselves in the mouth, 
that they would fall into position. And they might have. The, I mean, you're never going to know because yeah. obviously the people died. And then uh, the last, basically the last guy, uh, from what I remember, they splashed gas all over the bodies, mm-hmm. lit the bodies on fire, and then killed himself. Right. Uh, well, then they have, it was like incinerary thing. So it was like, so they had like trash bags full of gasoline and stuff set around all these houses. Right. And then they were all triggered by like telephones. So yeah, like a phone would ring and it would spark it. Yeah, I, I saw that it said it was a remote control device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it didn't state whether it was like, on a timer or whether someone there were no triggered specifics it later or anything on it because it's you're like which there's enough people left at this point that that could someone could have been yeah. basically the hey last man out well, turns off the lights. They also said there were a couple because it was one of their places that they did it didn't um, the spark didn't work and it didn't set the thing off like it didn't set these bombs off. Mm-hmm. So they had evidence of how they were doing it or something. Right. right. But, yeah. Well, it's like, uh, I think it was DeMambro was the one who always said he would go out by fire or that fire would claim him. Uh, and he actually didn't end up burning. Uh, it was either either him or Jure that said that. But it was kind of like he like always said it as like a real prophetic thing. And that's why it was going to be fire that was going to like burn them all. And it didn't end up touching him at all. God, that's really unfortunate, though. Like, why would you want to be, like, guaranteeing yourself, yep, I'm going to go out by fire. That seems like a good well, way Well, I think to go. it was more of a religious deal. That's pretty <laughs> That's pretty metal. I mean. Yeah, maybe like a cleansing fire. Totally right. brutal. Like, the fire was going to be the only thing that could take him to the next level. Mm-hmm. And this this thing really popped off because the uh, the authorities, they did, like, a really shit job on all of these incidents. Oh, yeah. Like, they didn't close down, they, like, they legitimately did not cordon things off and put up tape and, like, lock the doors and keep people out for, like, eight days until after it happened. Like, they, and they, they didn't even take all the evidence that was there. Like, they left pictures, they left charred, I don't know if they left charred remains of people, but it said that they left charred remains, so it might have just been that they left charred remains of, you know, uh, effects, artifacts, whatever. Uh, and when they when the authorities were like called out on it, they basically had a press conference where they were like, "Eh, fuck you, we did our jobs." Well, they basically looked at it as this was a mass cult suicide. Everybody's dead. We don't need to investigate it. Which is a really shitty take when you consider the fact that uh, both these guys got involved with far right groups. Right. Uh, because uh, what happened is is that the so. The Knights Templar, uh, as they were back in the day, started off as uh, basically they were like holy Roman warriors that were supposed to like guide people to the holy land. And then over time, they eventually just kind of became like uh, Jared and Brent were talking about earlier, kind of became just like rich, well-to-do bankers that also were religious. Uh, the thing is, is that. Uh, much like uh, some other wealthy bankers that maybe we'll talk about dealing in conspiracies. Eh? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> no? Uh, they kind of became too powerful, and they also controlled so much money that the Pope owed them money, and he owed them quite a sizable portion of money. So uh, the Pope and both the King uh, of France eventually basically called them out as saying they were heretics and that they were also homosexuals. And so they basically, like, tortured them until they, like, said, yeah, we are. And then basically, like, well, excommunicated them or did away with them. Some of them wound up dead. So anyways, fast forward several hundred years, and then you have uh, 
like far right European fundamentalist who basically like, oh, Holy Crusade. Yeah, that sounds good. I like that. And they basically adopted the the facsimile of the Templars as their thing. Well, and then you have uh, these guys who are kind of using the uh, the Templars as their the groundwork for their crap. Well, they kind of fall in with these guys. So there's thoughts that maybe part of what happened is that the these far right dudes basically popped a cap at them. I don't think that's probably what happened. I I, think, I don't. I think yeah. it was more. I think it was more of a not necessarily a suicide. I don't think the the people shot themselves. You know, I think I think there was one person at the end. My understanding that went around and basically killed him after they took the tranquilizers. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was everybody kind of had their own way of going out. You talking about you talking about the modified handgun that was used? Yeah, yeah. Which they're saying like it, it like for some reason it was modified so they would only shoot one round at a time. Right. And they they figured out that with the amount of people that were killed, it would take like a good forty five seconds to do it. So the chances that because you look at all these other ones, Jonestowns, all these, you drink something. Okay, you light a fire and lock everyone in. But if you're the last guy, it's like playing a game of Limp Biscuit at camp. Now, I never went to camp. But Limp Biscuit is legitimately a game that kids would play at camp where all of the guys would surround like a cracker. And they would all whack off into the cracker. And the last guy to finish has to eat the cracker. What the fuck camp did you go to? I said I've never, I never went to camp. I, only... I, I went to camp when I was a kid. We never played whatever you, waffle cracker i went i went to oregon state park played it by junior himself. chipmunks <laughs> oh dude i did I a... win. Ah, <laughs> damn it, I lo- oh shit hey, i won <laughs> real players use an oreo uh so yeah that's where limp biscuit gets their Salty name and sweet also just letting people know so but i'm using that as a, a way to state that if you were the last person in a line of people that's either everyone takes the gun, shoot themselves, and then the next person takes it and load it. No, I think I think one guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is I don't think everyone would have went through with it if, I mean, you would have had to see all of your friends eventually shoot themselves. I feel like you probably would have woken up or someone would have gotten but scared. Do you think out of the amount of, so like, cause you were, do you think they all just took the tranquilizers willingly? Like they I were do, just yeah. Like, or do you that think was it kind of their was it mixed, I don't th- was they it didn't, mixed in with the champagne? Because well, they said there was a bunch of champagne bottles thrown around too. So it that's what I'm saying. They 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 didn't without knowing. They didn't know they were taking a tranquilizer. And then they get all fucked up. And they're like, oh yeah, shit. that's what I'm saying. They didn't know they were taking a tranquilizer. So everybody was sitting here drinking the champagne. Really, it's tranquilizer. They get all juiced up, and then you know the guy that's leading the fucking party is all click glock. You know. Yeah. Well, you, you saw me that night. I came to the bar. And I took one of my muscle relaxers, oh, and shit. I hadn't eaten anything all day. And I take my muscle relaxer because my back was hurting. Dude. And I came to the bar, and I was so out of my flipping mind. I just sat there and basically, like, passed out at the bar. It was actually really funny. It was, That's it was, like it me was the, night, the night I tore up his car. I had not eaten anything that day. I got I got here, and I tore into a bottle of, what was it, Seagram 7? Seagram 7. I remember him telling me about that. Yeah. Never bought Seagram since. It's probably for the well, best. Uh, what but, do you want to see Randy do? Like a flying, like a people's elbow off of the top rope onto your hood of your car. Well, what it, he uh, he was trying to tell me he was sober, 
So he spun around on a bat. Wait, sober as a wait, cat. I Ask try- me math. I was trying to tell you I was sober when I was spinning on the bat. Yeah, that was your what a fucking dumbass. <laughs> you were like, I'm so sober, watch. I'm going to spin on this bat, and then I'll walk in a straight line. And your straight line was through the hood of my car and ripping my license plate off. Although I, I will say that's probably karma, because you probably thought it's going to be really funny when he falls down on his ass trying to spin on this bat. It probably was. <laughs> It is what it is. Yeah. I'm just, it was funny to a point. It's fine. Water under the bridge. Good times. The Seagram's Bridge. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's I, I don't I don't buy they all would have went through with it. No, so I, like I said, I think they took the champagne, thinking they were having a little party, a little get together before where, they ascended. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're all oh shoot, and a guy walks around, and he's all pop 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 pop, clipping them. Yeah. And then lays them all in the circle or the design, and then he goes and either triggers a fire or whatever. They were on timers, and then boom, clicks himself, and he drops in where he needs to be. Right. So that one was, what did I say? It was October 3rd through the 5th. Right. So the the family of the 1994 Antichrist was killed on the 3rd, mm-hmm. and then the party was on the 4th. And then and they the carried out the ritual suicide murder or all that on fourth the fifth. And, well, fourth and fifth because it went through the night. Yeah, because it was uh, them in another location. Right. Uh, so that was that incident. Uh, and then, like I said, that started a whole hubbubaloo because... I can't believe I just said hubbubaloo when referencing a mass suicide murder. Uh, Baba Ganoush. But yeah, it really, uh, it really ruffled a lot of feathers. Uh, because these a lot of these people were very prominent in the community, and also because of the fact that the uh, the police kind of botched the job so much. But it, the thing is, is like no one really like did anything as far as knowing the fact that like there's still members of this sect or group out there. Well, and- they don't they don't know that because later on, I think it was ninety six or ninety seven, there was another incident. Right, That's- where another another sect of it popped up, and they had another. Suicide. Do you yeah. remember when this happened in real life? It was in the nineties. I remember when it happened, and I remember they just kept the news was freaking out because there was like I don't know a whole bunch of people killed themselves and we don't know why. Yeah, like there's just because there was no just, notes or anything. Yeah, and it just kept happening, and they kept finding all these people that were dead. They're just like we don't know what's going on, and I remember well, it being a big. I mean, it was it's obviously a big deal, but yeah. I well, remember like, it being really confusing and really just nobody knew what was happening. And I mean, this was. Right at the time of the heyday of a lot of these weird wackadoo cults in the early 90s. Well, it's like one of the inspectors that they interviewed, the inspector actually said, we legitimately thought there it was done. We thought there was no chance that, this, that any of the other members were going to do anything like this. Yeah. Be- because of the fact that, like I said, this was like their, their tippity-top, cream of the crop, boopity-bippity-bop. I just, I just started rhyming. I loved Dude, it. Whoa. This, is, this was their, like, premier members... We, we, we don't have time was the to let one. you sit yeah. back and, and uh, rhyme, Randy. All we have time for is uh, may, maybe another Zach? Well, I th- yeah! I, th- I think part of it went along with these guys' ego, that they were taking such prominent and important people with them. Oh, yeah. That it was kind of like Egyptian pharaohs, oddly enough, taking their riches with them to the afterlife and a lot of their followers. Uh, so, But what happened is you had other members uh, in France... Uh, let's see here. It took place. It was the night of 15 December, 1995 going into the 16th. Uh, and then 
There was that one. And then they were discovered on the 23rd of December. So, I mean, what is this? It says it was in... So it's France, December, so they were probably still... They are probably doing all right unless they were in a heated house. Uh, 16 bodies. Uh, these were the ones... They were in a star formation in the Vercors Mountains of France. Uh, and it was two of them had shot the others and then uh, committed suicide by a firearm and then immolating themselves. And then one of the one of the people was Olympian Edith Bonlu, and she had, bon she had competed in the women's downhill at the 1956 Winter Olympics. Oh, she went down the hill. Yeah. So Sorry. 1956. She was no spring chicken. Uh, so it's you know like euthanasia. Putting, oh. her, putting her out to pasture. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Well, I I don't like it when people fuck with kids, but the elderly they've had their time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm Fair kidding. Enough. Uh, and then... There so, was one more after that. Yeah, that was the one, and that was several years later. Uh, yeah, which, like I think it was 97. Yeah, and that's the one in Quebec, in right. France. in uh, for, uh, Quebec's in Canada. Yeah, French Quebec, because you have Canada, and then you have French Quebec, where it's like, you know, the French speakers of Canada. Oh, oh, Quebec. It's like Louisiana that, of America. Right. Uh, and they, then that they was have stinky cheese, but it's not nearly as stinky as the French cheese. <laughs> Goatsworth, isn't that a smelly kind of a cheese? <laughs> uh, so that was the morning of 23rd March '97 that five members took their own lives in Saint Casimir, Quebec, uh, and they burned up the house uh, with the five bodies. And that was at the time that the three teenagers, 13, 14, and 16. Uh, they were discovered in the shed, uh, alive but heavily drugged. Where, like you said, they had basically... So it looks like they did take enough maybe to kind of fool them. Well, I think they drugged the teenagers to, hey, set them aside, they'll carry on for us. And then they took themselves to the next level, right? Well, because from what I had seen, it said that the kids basically begged to not be burned. Right, that's... that's well, I, I no, I think the kids begged not to go through with it at all. Oh really? Yeah, because I think they wanted to live. Yeah, well, yeah, I know, I know the kids wanted to live, but what I had seen is that they basically pitched it to their parents as like, "We don't want to burn. Can we take the pills instead?" And they fooled them, and the kids went out there and took the pills themselves, but only enough to fool their parents. Right. Which, again, like, it, from what I, from what it sounds like, the kids weren't exactly forthcoming, uh, because of the fact that well, their parents had tried to kill them. And they had just been part of, you know, like an attempted suicide and murder. So, but either way, the kids managed to get out of that situation. Uh, good for them. Uh, and let's see here. So, uh, Mikhail, I think it's Mikhail. Uh, Jared, I've seen your numbers or your finger scroll left quite a bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Keeping it spicy. I was uh, looking up that skier lady. Oh, gotcha. And uh, one of their very prominent members, uh, Mikhail, I want to say Tabaknik, and he's an internationally renowned Swiss musician and conductor. Uh, he was arrested as a leader of the temple in the 90s, uh, and he got, actually got indicted for being a participant in a criminal organization. And the murder uh, had a trial in Grenoble, France, during the spring of 2001, was acquitted. Uh, prosecutors appealed and had a second trial beginning bum, bum. October 2006. He was again cleared, so I mean, obviously was a part of it, but I guess managed to get out of it. 
so yeah, I mean that's that's where everything ends. I mean the gist of this cult, it's it's very cultish. Mm-hmm. You know they're gonna it's it's for money. The the lead guy wants money, and he also wants the power. You know these guys that lead these cults ultimately have two end games: money, power. And when you know when you say power, I think that would include like the control of women and men, mm-hmm. sexually or physically or mentally or however. Yeah. So this guy runs into another guy that kind of has the same ideals, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna Jones this up and make a cult." You know what I'm saying? Our own cult. Yeah, and I think the part where like these types get off. It's like, yeah, obviously they kind of took advantage of women who were uh, dumb, but they also... <laughs> I don't want to say they were dumb. They were incorrigible. Well, there's something even beyond incorrigible because, like, there's... Very incorrigible? Well, no, there's, like, personality types of people who are easily swayed by these... Well, it's people that are seeking... They're seeking something. They have to have something. And you find that with with some religions, too, where you have people that are just over the top. Yeah, people just need some kind of structure in order sometimes just to function. And so you have that mentality in people that find these cults, Mm. and it gives them that structure, that, that... demeanor the the way they feel like they need to live but there's always that tipping point like leah remini there well there can be there is a tipping point but it's for certain people well no but i'm saying like in any of these types of cults there's always a moment where you basically you pass through to the other side where it's like leah remini getting to that final part where it's like it's where you see the real shit space satan and you either you either fall in line or you go, I got to get the F out. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's the dumb part. That's the part where if someone basically tells you that, hey, so there's this other guy left, not part of the group anymore, whatever, but uh, named his kid Emmanuel too. So I'm pretty sure that kid is the Antichrist. Going to go ahead and need you to uh, brutally kill them both. Going to need you to come in on Saturday. Yeah. You brutally <laughs> kill this child. Yeah. I'm going to need you to wrap up your TPS reports real nice and tight and uh, jam it down this person's throat. Yeah. I'm going to need you to, I'm going to need you to stab this kid several times and kill him. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate that. And yeah, there's, there's always a moment in any of these groups that eventually go to this. Well, it's their peak. They get, yeah. you know, they, they have their rise and then it gets to a point where they're like, Hey, we got to really go through with this. Yeah. And you have people that leave they, and it's typically when they start getting criticized by the public or they start getting scrutinized by the, the law. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, we're either going to go to jail or we're going to have to die. Yeah. Well, and it's, I think, in these guys' case, these guys are kind of special in the fact that both of them seem to be that their health was failing and they both believed at least that they were they were short on time. Well, you never know. I mean, here's the point. With all of these cults, you never know how deep a leader of these cults really believes it. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of them end this way, right? Where the leader's like, oh, we got to take it out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take myself out, but I don't want to do it alone because I want to show that I have control. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't necessarily think that... I don't know. Again, without being in their brain, you don't know if that person was like, I truly believe I'm going to transcend. My health's failing... And I need to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. Or if they're just like, 
well, I'm going to die anyway, so I might as well take some with me. Right. And that's another part of the problem with this one is uh, because of the fact that they were a, a secret organization that also had like another layer of secret organization where it's like, oh, we're all members of the Order of the Solar Temple. Well, yeah, but then we have these 15 or so members of this sect here who play or are part of the like the Platinum Card group, and only these members get to see what goes on behind the scenes. Right. And they all died. It's same as Scientology where you, you, know, you cusp that next breach of... Mm. It's where you become the... What do they call it? The O, the o levels, or the, or the T levels, the Thetan. Yeah, you were talking about that. Where you eventually you be, you stop you stop being someone who is looked after and taken care of, and you become one of the people who is like diagnosing other people. Or well, or you can diagnose yourself, yourself at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can heal yourself and, and remove the Thetans yourself. Mm-hmm. And even the defectors from this group, the ones that they were able to speak to, they all defected way. Well, not like super way, but they they defected before this stuff was enacted. So you, we don't have someone who was there except for these kids. And these kids only realized what was going down the day that they woke up and there was devices around the house meant to like set everything on fire. So it's, it's kind of hard to get uh, straight hard facts on a lot of this stuff. Uh, a lot of it is guesswork, which is why you have people going like, was it murder? Was it suicide? Uh, which, I mean... Well, that's what makes this one a bit interesting in all cults you're going to have that form of secrecy right you're you're mm-hmm. going to have that but in in the in the cults or the secret societies you don't know what's going on unless you've been in there mm-hmm. right and you get out to tell it but you're only going to be able to tell it up to that point so the people that got out they've only got to the level of you know like We'll call it a three on the crazy scale. Well, dude, they or also five they, on the crazy. They scale. also said with this one specifically, it was like so, like people who were in it, their families didn't know they were in it. Right, until, they didn't tell until they reported dead. Like literally, they were dead, and they were like, "Oh, cool." Yeah, you know, whereas like a lot of cults, if you will, are considered, you know, they they portray them as a religion. Mm-hmm. Secret societies, on the other hand. They don't portray themselves as anything. They try and keep it as secret as possible. Yeah, and well, part of the thing with this is skulls, skull and crossbones. Part of the thing with this is they could they could legitimately just tell their friends and family that they attend church, and for all intents and purposes, they do. It's just the fact that you know some of the well, teachings it may not are even be off. church though. I mean, how many people are a part of the Masons Lodge and and the Elks Lodge and the right? You know. Mm-hmm. The Moose Lodge. That's only in Alaska. Well, either way, I'm saying you don't know, and and not to call it any of those. Those are just the ones that are on the top of my head, and and I don't feel like you know those guys are doing anything wrong. I think it's just a, a club of people who get together and have their beliefs, and you know it's not a god or anything. They just have a, a, a lifestyle that they want to follow. Most of the people that have, like, the lodges and stuff, a lot of them, it seems like they, uh... It's just kind of a brotherhood thing. It's like a biker gang. Well, it's also yeah. kind of like, like, March of Dimes stuff or whatever, where it's like, you, some of them have, like, like separate, uh, like, charities and stuff they all right. got involved with. And well, that like the of... Lions Club. I mean, they're huge in helping kids and, you know, need and, mm-hmm. um, you know, as, as a child, you know, I had 
issues with my eyes, and the Lions Club stepped up and helped pay for a lot of the testing when I was a baby. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's fucking sick. Yeah. So, I mean, you have these groups that, like I said, some people might consider it just a normal group of people that get together. And, and we don't know, you know, and it wasn't until the bad publicity started coming out. And, again, you get that with, like, I don't want to say biker gangs, but biker clubs, right? MCs. These guys are clubs. And certain clubs are like, hey, we got to make money. We're going to sell drugs. We're going to buy guns. Now you have this secret society, this cult, you know, and it gets a cult name. They probably didn't come out and be like, hey, guys, we're a cult. Join us. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what I mean? They consider it a secret society. So they're trying to find alternate paths to fund their organization, try and start buying guns, and then boom, they're in the spotlight of both the public and law enforcement. So now they got to take it to the next level. And that's kind of where you were saying, you know, they get to that point where, well, these people, if we don't really, if we don't follow through, they're not going to stay with us. Mm-hmm. So we might as well just take them out now. We're going to take ourselves out too so we all look good. I mean, who in their right mind goes, I want to take myself and 30 people out today. Let's do it. Pilots. Yeah, I think Dude, that was <laughs> harsh. I mean, that was a zinger, but damn, that was. I rough. think I think unlike Apple White and some of the others, I think both of these guys, for the majority of it, it was just legitimately it was like scam artist, hundred percent. And then they realized the other benefits of oh, we can get, we can get women to sleep with us and all this stuff, and you know they got the power beyond the money. I think at the start it was simply for the money and the power, and then they realized they could get the sexual gratification and all this stuff. And I I don't think guys with these personality types, I think maybe given a little bit longer without their health issues, maybe they would have gotten to this point. But I think their health issues is really what kicked this off. Right. They were like, we're going to die anyway. Let's go out with a bang. Yeah. And it's like the, like, you know, the the ancient. And that's where I was trying to kind of say, we don't know if these guys truly believed in what they were selling, mm-hmm. or it was just, "Hey, my health's failing. Let's yeah. just let's make let's make our last hurrah." Yeah, and and nobody's ever gonna know that because you don't know if they truly believed. You know, somebody could say, "Hey, I'm a Christian," but they do nothing with it, right? It's just a title to them. Well, I'll tell you what: when that when that lazy little shit Emmanuel gets off her cosmic child ass. And ushers in the new Eden. Well, you got to be careful because I, I mean, some somebody like that, I believe, is still alive. But yeah, she's she's being a lazy little shit. Well, you don't know that. You don't. You have no idea what she's doing. I don't look up in the sky and see her shooting rainbows out of her cooch. Not yet. <laughs> Maybe it's no time. Well, I'll look forward to that. I mean, after today, twenty twenty one, I believe anything could happen. Yeah, have you guys seen the state of the world you, right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not going to discuss that. It's too many sides, if you're listening. Point being is, like I said, with any cult, with any secret society, you you have people that just want to belong to something. I mean, people want to belong to a group, and we've had that since the dawn of time. You had, you know, groups of cavemen. Right. Except for the cool, tribes. cool loner kids like me. Yeah, you guys were the ones that started cults. So, <laughs> no. So you could be in charge and get laid. No. Lo- loners are not the people that start cults. Loners are the people that, like, you find out got raised by wolves and stuff. 
the that's why that's why I said before when you were making that joke about me joining a cult, I was like, I am the absolute last person that would want to be around more people. Yeah, but if they were like, hey, you're gonna get laid, no matter what, <laughs> no matter what. You've 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 met some of the well. You were responsible for. I'm not taking credit for that. I was not a sponsor of that. Uh... Jack Daniels was, wasn't he? Oh, he was. Yeah. Randy's Randy's just a joins a cult just so he can be a cult leader. It's like you know what, Randy? Let's go get some shit on our dick tonight. No, I would join a cult <laughs> if I could be the documentarian. <laughs> if I could be the guy that like takes the pictures and stuff. And, like, at the end, it's just like, hey, you want some Kool-Aid? I'm like, no, I'm good, bud. I'm just taking pictures. Flavor aid, bro. <laughs> Get your shit together. No, Randy's cool. I'm on a diet. Randy's cool would be, like, that breakdown of, like, Cutting, every bro. cult that's just been terrible. He just goes, okay, well, we're going to take the robes from the Order of the Solar Temple. We're going to have the shoes from Heaven's Gate. Dope-ass Nikes. <laughs> We're going to get Nike Jim Jones' sunglasses. And he's just, like, rolling around looking dope as shit. Being like, this is my cult. The extremes. Okay, and every all the males have to cut off their penis like Apple White, unlike me. Well, there we go again, man. Yeah. Like you. <laughs> Finally, five and a half will be the biggest dick in the room. Listen, when when uh, Sir Rand finally fades into the sunset, I have a feeling us three are going to be the ones responsible of cleaning his hoard out. And we're going to find diaries of all sorts of... Stuff that went on in his head. Okay, uh, what makes you think? What makes you think that I'm gonna die before all three of you? Zach, Randy, and Brett were real mean to me today. (laughs) I'm not the one. I'm not the one giving up all my precious fluids like you three. I'm saving my thick ropes for Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Can I just say, if you were saving your thick ropes, (laughs) you wouldn't have a bottle of Jergens. Jesus is his gardener. <laughs> this is the scary part. Manscape, if you're listening. Can I just say I've I've used that line like several times in like YouTube and TikTok comments, and I've never gotten a response. Like not even an ooh. People just keep walking. I don't blame them. I just nobody dude, wants to be around your thick rope. I'm, uh, no, I'm sorry, but if if I do get my own merch, it's gonna be a T-shirt that on the front says "Wet Warm Washcloth" and on the back says "Thick Ropes for Jesus." <laughs> I kind of like that. I'll be honest. <laughs> it looks pretty sick. It's going to be uh, red with white text. Oh boy. Oh boy. So we're gonna we're gonna end this. Do we have Jesus. to? We're gonna end this. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> we're gonna end this. <laughs> this Jesus. will this will be copyrighted. If I find out that someone has done this, I will be very cross. And you, you've heard that I know how to dispose of bodies. Jesus, if you're listening. <laughs> take, take my thick ropes, Jesus. <laughs> Randy, good job. Jesus, take the wheel. Drive me back to my house. <laughs> Point being is you got a cult. You got these guys that just, like I said, I think they, they wanted to belong. Right? That's, yeah. that's typically where it starts out. Everybody wants to belong. Mm-hmm. Except for you, apparently. Nobody wants to be alone, dude. No. I would not join any club that would have me as a member. I'm actually considering leaving this podcast for the simple <laughs> fact that you allowed me to come on. That's debatable. What? That what? we allowed. I think you just kind of walked in on it. Like, hey, I'm here. This is my chair. Well, this this legitimately is my chair. How do you know? Fuck, I forgot to stop by the bank and get your money. 
How do we know? Because it's written on there. I actually wrote. I wrote. You know I did it. That's why you're asking because you're a cocksucker. I know how you think. I'm a dick. <laughs> so if we. I'm an asshole. Not if. Not if. Hey, when. Hey. When we talk about another cult. I'm an asshole. So it makes a perfect match. When we talk about another cult. We're going to compare the events of this one to the next one. Because you'll find the similarities in all of them. I know which cult we're going to talk about next. Do you? Yeah. What is it? It's a cult led by a young lady who grew up in a small town in Kansas. Negative. Yeah, dude, we got to do it. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like the Ant Hill kids. Maybe we can do a twofer that time. Cause, a twofer? Yeah, because both of them are kind of smaller ones, right? No. Really? I thought you... I thought Nixon was pretty small. It's Canadian, though. I had a fun cult that I had picked out. Dude, I, was I like his. His is crazy. I've never heard of it. It wasn't okay. even... They weren't... I'll, I'll, I'll tell real quick. They but, weren't real murdery. They're called the Freemanites. They're out of Canada. And they're a bunch of Russians that actually ran away from Russia because the Tsar of Russia was like, Hey, guys, we're all Orthodox now, or else... And they were dun, like, dun, Oh, well, dun. we're going to leave. So Canada's like, Hey, come on over here. Well, they were all about something that's very, you know, top of the world right now in America, which is protests. And they were all about protesting. And these Freemanites, they protested naked. And <laughs> this is like the early 1900s. Okay, well, like I'm gonna, I'm early gonna, 1900s. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to oh, stop I'm you. Excited about I know. I'm gonna, that's why I'm going to stop you. Because <laughs> I have now decided... And our next cult we're going to talk about is the Freedomites. Oh, there's not a whole lot about them, though. <laughs> okay. Well, then I take that you, back. You can talk some more about how they were naked. <laughs> but, so I'll finish up real quick anyway. Like, I can do That's this whole thing said. quick. All right. That's this is the twofer episode. So the Freemanites, they get, they get to rocking and rolling and doing their own little, like, communal. They were big, basically, communists to begin with. You know, they uh, were against possessions, against worldly things. And everybody shares everything. They started torching everything. They burned their own stuff to protest stuff. Well, the Canadian government wants their kids to go to school. And the Canadian government's like, hey, age 7 to 15, you got to come to Canadian school. And they're like, no, we're not doing that. You got to get your grade six. So at Canadian least. government's like, fine, we're just going to take your kids away from you. And they're going to go to school. So basically, they go around, they gather up all these kids. Well, it pisses them off. So they decide to start making bombs naked. And I thought of this line the second I read this. They were hanging dong and building bombs. <laughs> and they sucked at it and they blew three of themselves up. <laughs> T-shirt. That is, that I, I is so excited dong, to say hanging bombs. dongs and building bombs. I just feel like That's you're going to pull a in a lot more of the Middle Eastern extremists than you're expecting to. <laughs> like, But... That's pretty much it on the Freemanites. The Canadian government kind of hosed them over, but they were kind of not playing by the rules, so it was kind of just... So where are, they at? where are they at now, then? So now, they, they were kind of a branch of these group called, like, the Dogobors, and the Dogobors are still up there. The Freemanites have kind of died off. Um, there's still a small group of these kids that were actually put into these camps that are still alive today. And they <laughs> asked the Canadian government, hey, we want an apology. Say sorry for, you know, wrecking our lives. And the Canadian government, this is like 2005 or 15, I think it was 15. Anyway, the Canadian government goes, we regret that. They issued a statement of regret. We regret that we did that. The end. <laughs> it's a very short regret letter. 
Oh, it's horrible. My my bad. <laughs> exactly. My bad, crazy Russian guys. No, or, or like that episode of South Park. Sorry. Sorry. BP oil spill. We're oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, we're not sorry. <laughs> they weren't either. So. <laughs> mini cult. Needless to say, <laughs> mini cult. Nailed it. Three three people died, blew themselves up while yeah. building, hanging dongs and building bombs. Hanging dongs, building bombs. See, while I th- hitting bongs. I th- I think we need to do bite sized cult. I think Order of the Solar Temple might be. Uh, that was a little intense. That's a big girthy bite. That's I mean like, well, last podcast on the left did like three episodes to cover yeah, them. Yeah, three full. Yeah, three full hour and a half episodes. Okay, but remember, we're not guys giving full facts. We I bring thought up, you were gonna say fucks. We, <laughs> oh no, no, tr- trust me. We bring up we bring up enough credible information for somebody to go, huh? I kind of want to find out the rest of that story. Yeah, I'm, and then they go listen to Paul Harvey. Trust me, I'm, I'm not saying that the last podcast enough <laughs> guys that that their stuff was uh, had uh, a bunch of information. Like I said, those guys have a lot of uh, comedy. They got a team. They got yeah. people. They got people that do things. Now Top too. men. Top. Top men. <laughs> Either way, last podcast. If you're listening, they will never listen to us. It's a sad reality. You don't know that. You don't know that. We had uh, maybe we had Holden. Some... That's maybe Holden. Listen to them. We, or Ed. We, hey, listen. Ed might. <laughs> we had listeners in Venezuela. Nice, huh? Huh? Venezuela, if you're New, listening. New Zealand. Fight the good fight. Don't let the man get you down over there. And I, I'm I'm pretty sure they're not listening because they probably don't have the ability to. to listen to us right now. New Zealand. Oh, that's mm-hmm. way better than old Zealand. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. The UK. Ooh. Yeah. So you guys it. don't know. You don't know. Wait, you said, did you say we had some Kiwis listening? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I love the Kiwis. I bet you do. Lord of the Rings, bitch. Okay. Yeah. We're back on that. Good shit. What? I like the Freedomites, and I like your brief run-through on them. <laughs> it was good. Three three people. Dang dong, building bombs. That's all you need to remember. Yeah. You know what would help clean up that mess? A wet, warm washcloth. <laughs> <laughs> if they were blowing so, the ropes for Jesus, they might have changed their attitudes. Our, our next cult will either be the Anthill Kids... Or Nexium. Probably going to be both. It could be. It could be. I will tell you the the reason Nexium really intrigued me is because it's here in town. There is a vehicle specific that I see on a very regular basis that has the logo on the side of their vehicle. Really? Yes. The Nexium one. Yes. I didn't and think that was part of that. I thought that was like a different thing. I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to assume. I'm pretty sure they would Whoa. still drive around Whoa. with that shit on the Whoa. side of their car. Lois. Well, I don't know why they would either, but... Is it a real shitty car? No, it's like a really, really fancy it's Lexus. A Cad- it's like a Cadillac Escalade or some no, it's, shit. It's a, it's, it a Lexus, it's a Lexus SUV, and it's gray. I believe it's a Lexus. I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. And it's got gray lettering on the side. How do you spell Nexium? N-X-I-V-M. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because there is kidding. there is a streamer uh, who actually his oh. his, his name is, is Nixium. Nixium. Oh, it's Nick. It's Nick. He sounds neat. Okay. I've never. Point seen, being I've never is, heard of him. I'm not a fan. I saw the logo on the side of this car, and for the first year and a half, I walked past it. 
I had to like figure out. I thought it was Roman numeral, so I was trying to figure out the number in my head or what it meant. And it wasn't until we started talking about Colts that I saw. Wait a minute! This adds this up. This logo, and I, I went, and maybe it's not related. I don't know. Oh shit! The Seagram's heiress was sentenced in, in part of this. this Along yes. to seven. Yes. Dude, <laughs> got him. They knew that Bam. we. They were able to see into the future with their powers. They knew that I was going to talk shit about them years <laughs> afterwards on a podcast, and that's why they spiked my bottle of Seagram Seven, which made me fuck up your car. You Nailed it, sue him. Finn. Sue him, dude. That dude, you got that recorded. That is straight up yep. logic. You know what? I think you have a lawsuit on your hands. Bud. So, point being, our next episode is going to be something different. I got something pretty cool planned for that one. Yay! But uh, we like to throw in a cult here and there, so we've. And you know what? It might change up, but I honestly think we can do a pretty good episode on Nexium or Ant Hill Kids, because both of those cults, in their different ways, are very, very. Cuckoo bananas. Fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I just I just want to do a little bit more fun one. Oh, I like Nexium then. <laughs> a lot of fun going on there. Nexium's very Especially sexy. For one guy. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be hard, man. That's gonna be a hard time picturing Chloe doing all that shit. Listen, yeah, real hard. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. Gentlemen, it's been fun. It's and been real. I look forward to the uh, next go round. Bye. Peace. Mm, bye. Penis. <laughs> That's right. You're gonna throw a penis in at every end. Damn it! It was a little, hey, it was a little penis, so it makes sense. Oh, just progressively each episode it gets louder. <laughs> just playing the penis game with yourself. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely not gonna do it if all of you guys jump on my penis. <laughs> you play with your own penis. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>